0: Hour three of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. It's hour two. I said hour three. I was just excited. I'm excited, Sean. I'm excited, too. I'm excited because you are watching Javante William highlights Ooh. during the break and you are... Yes. Hot and heavy yeah, I think the I'm former gonna, North I'm, I'm
4: going to put a, a wager on him to win rookie of the year. 30-1. to one.
0: Yeah. 30-1 to one in the Denver Broncos. We talked about the Denver Broncos. We talked it out last night. We had a conversation. We chatted it out. I went ahead and made over eight and a half bet and... I, I think with Teddy there and this backfield of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, I think my, my only worry is maybe a Jonathan Taylor situation happens where it's slow to start and then it's boom, yeah. end of the year, and then he's kind of behind the eight ball. But
4: I'm pretty sure I'm going to take Denver and one of my survivors at the Giants week one. Ooh,
0: whoa, road team week one yeah. and a survivor?
4: Yeah. Ooh, man. Seeing Teddy's record on the road.
0: Uh, as a dog, yeah. he's nineteen and two. Okay, he's a dog. I know you're the CEO of the dog pounds. I am. They're not a dog. They're a favorite. I'm two and Two and a half for a reason. Man, that takes some. I, I am gonna have a lot of fun. Oh yeah.
4: As you either flame out or I'm talking about come down to finish the the, the freeway. You've uh, what I w- what <laughs> and I a will gold say. Gold automobile. One of the two. What
0: I what what I will say about your mindset heading into survivor and Derek even said as much your uh, philosophy and strategy is going to be completely different than anyone else it's either going to work gloriously (laughs) or like you said go up in flames (laughs) like taking a road team that's a two and a half point favorite in week one of your fantasy is 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 gutsy but that's what I'm getting for. But that's your. But that's right. your fade. Is that gonna be your fade? The NFC East one? No. I don't know. Well, because you can't take a Thursday nighter. You can't take the Buccaneers. You don't want to waste the Buccaneers.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm.
0: You're not gonna take the
4: Chargers I'm at Washington. I'm probably gonna use Tampa and Kansas City on any of the four. <laughs> oh, week one. Probably early in the season. Like I just yeah, try to like, save them. I feel like. I know enough about the game where you know I probably don't have. To me, that's like a default. Like nothing else looks, you know, significantly enticing in my mind. So I'm going to go to the two teams who are most likely not to lose. Well, you're not going to use minus a spread, and you're not going to waste Kansas City in Week One. They're playing Cleveland
0: now. They're. I'm not sure Kansas City's winning that game. So exactly. Play
4: Kansas City anyway.
0: I mean, Tampa Bay's at home. Like uh, I think Cleveland playing, is very underrated. But there's, I mean, I would say almost no one's going to. Waste Tampa and Kansas City both have competitive teams in that first game. Dallas, think what they all think, think of them. What you, first off is a Thursday, you don't want to waste it. You know, Tampa's want to a
4: lot to beat Dallas. I don't know if they're a lot to cover, but I wouldn't use Tampa first week of the Survivor.
0: And I keep saying it this first week for Survivor purposes is not easy because people want to fade Houston. Well, they're at home and they're playing Jacksonville.
4: I'm taking Houston, I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah. So you,
0: Gutsy. I love it. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people who take Carolina because they don't think that Carolina uh, is going to be used again. I think that's actually a decent play against the Jets.
4: See, I think Carolina's really good. So they're a team that I'm going to save to later. Yeah, I definitely think they beat the Jets. With the injuries that the Jets have, you know, I just... It's a long season in New
0: My York. guess is Carolina... Will be one of the most popular plays in Week One. They're at home. I'd agree with. They're that. a decent sized favorite, and you're really not going to look at Carolina in another spot
4: the rest of the year. See, that's where we differ. No, I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm
0: just saying. I'm the, thinking the in the minds people. of the survivor people. Yeah.
4: See, because I think you, I think the Panthers are going to be good
0: this year. No, I think they can be good. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, in the minds of people, you're playing the Jets, one of the worst teams in the NFL. You're at home. Maybe the revenge factor of Sam Darnold, I don't know. But I think Carolina is is going to be, that'll be my prediction. Carolina, the most used team in the circus Survivor Week 1. That'll be my prediction. You could be right. And maybe I'll use Carolina when me and Derek have our own.
4: Wouldn't it be cool certain. if I'm the only person that has Houston and they win? You might be, yeah. to be honest. You might be the
0: only person who Live has Houston. Live on the Houston. edge, baby. And that's why I love you. And that's why I love you. That's right. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We keep the conversation going as Mac Jones, the starter in New England. Stick around. Here we go. It's the nightcap. It is the nightcap here on v Tim Murray and former NFL quarterback, Arizona Cardinal, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Tulane Green Wave, great. Sean King with me, and uh, we're just having some fun looking at the survivors, looking at some uh, some possibilities there for Week One. Fascinated for what Sean is ultimately gonna pick. He's gonna go four wide. Yeah. Four wide. Yeah way he loves it but uh, let's bring in our next guest she does a phenomenal job uh, covering the NFL for the ringer uh, used to be at the Boston Globe uh, that is Nora Princiati and she joins us right now let's start with your old neck of the woods there Nora Mac Jones name the starter Sean and I discussed this in the first hour of the program uh, level of surprise that ultimately it was Mac and that not only was it Mac Cam Newton see you later
2: well, first of all, hi guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's kind of a big day. Um, I, there's sort of two ways to look at it, right? One, because Bill Belichick is never particularly inclined to be helpful and just tell us all what he's thinking and doing, which would you know, be so appreciated, but apparently we cannot live in that world. <laughs> so there's kind of two ways to go about it, right? There's the, the old, just do what's best for the football team. Everything's a competition. And then there's the other way, which is you read the tea leaves of, okay, who starts the preseason games, who gets the reps with the starters. And I think a lot of the latter was what had led people to think that Cam was going to stay on the team and start, right? Because he was the one who was starting the preseason game, which traditionally is something that people look to where, okay, your starter gets the first rep, right? But the thing about how Mac was doing was he was still playing with the starters. He was still playing with the starting offensive line. He was getting reps with the first team. He just wasn't getting the first rep of preseason, which I think if you think about the configuration of this preseason, because they were doing joint practices because there's only three, it was probably not as meaningful as it's been in years past. And then the other part of it was that the couple of times that Bill had almost seemed like he was showing his cards, he'd said stuff like, yes, Cam's our starter but
5: everything's a competition. (laughs)
2: And it was like the second part. Everybody always forgot he said the second part, but he still said the second part. And then if you actually looked at what was happening, I I think, you know, I said this to a couple of people, and I think it, it gets construed as Cam had a bad preseason. Cam had a pretty good preseason. Mac had a great preseason. So the rookie was better on the field. And then the tricky part of it is you get into the availability question because cam screwed up his tests and they had the misunderstanding with the protocol and he wasn't able to be out there and look the the league protocol they're not allowed to cut a player for being unvaccinated but the gray area starts rearing its head when because he had to leave for five days because he's in that part of the protocol that opened the door for mac to come in be taking all of the reps with the ones. There was this one practice. They did joint practices with the Giants. It's 95 degrees out. He throws like 50 passes. It's just like brutal. And he is getting every single rep with the guys that they want to be out there every Sunday this season. And he kind of took control and and never let it up. And it seems like this type of thing where Mac was kind of outplaying Cam, but Cam wasn't really doing anything that was worth losing the job. And I think that was where that shifted. He just got those five days where he was getting the bulk of the reps and joint practices with the Giants. And it, it just felt like the rookie is the future of the team. And if he's actually maybe already better than the veteran, then you just kind of move on. And, and I think the question of why they cut Cam instead of just making him the backup is interesting. But I think at that point, you kind of start disregarding the stuff that the coach says because it's always sort of murky and, and platitudinal and just look at who was who was available and who was doing better.
4: Nora Princiati here on the uh, nightcap. Nora, let's stay right there with the actual release of Cam Newton. What do you know about what transpired behind the scenes? Was Cam told that Mac was going to be the starter and him and Bill made a gentleman's agreement to allow him to go and pursue a starting position somewhere else? Was Cam blindsided by it? And moving forward, have you heard any rumblings of what could be a potential landing spot for Cam Newton?
2: Well, okay, so those are all great questions. Let's separate them. I think to a degree, Cam was blindsided. I don't know that for a fact, I haven't talked to Cam, Uh, but the reason I say that is because this was a genuine competition right? Like they went into training camp, went into these preseason games, went through the first couple of them, genuinely not, going, not knowing who was going to win. So Cam was in the thick of it. Obviously the COVID stuff complicated both the conversations that he was able to have with coaching staff and just sort of understanding what was going on because he couldn't be in the building for those days, but it also complicated just his, his participation in that competition. But they were neck and neck for a while. And Everybody right on up to Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Robert Kraft, I don't think knew who was going to win that. And that obviously includes Cam Newton and Mac Jones. It's also just not the style of that coaching staff to tell players, hey, this is going to be yours because that, that totally undermines the value of competition. So I think he was blindsided to a degree. I have no idea how the conversation went down between him and Bill, but I do think that it was a conversation between Cam and Bill because I know from talking to people there, Today, very few people in the organization were surprised that Mac won, but a lot of them were surprised that Cam got cut. Mm -hmm. And whether that's Cam saying to Bill, I still believe that I can be a starter or I at least want to find out because look, I've been an MVP and I don't want to, like I've made plenty of money. It's not worth it to me to sit around and back up a guy. I would rather just go out and see if I can, can land somewhere. And if I can't, I don't want to do this anyway. Like whether that's the conversation, I, I don't know. Or if it's, it's this, I also don't, don't know. I want to be clear about this. The thing that just my gut says is not the case is bill saying, well, we can't keep him in the building because he's too charismatic. He's too big of a presence in the locker room. He's going to undermine the rookie's ability to, to command the team, right? Like, Belichick is in tune with that kind of stuff, but at the most important position on the field, I think if he felt like Cam was a better backup to have than Brian Hoyer, then all other things being equal, he would rather do that. Um, There might be something to the fact that Mac and Brian Hoyer, though hopefully two different levels of success would run more similar offenses there, which one of those things it is, is I don't really know. Um, As far as where Cam ends up, I think that's where it gets tricky because I don't think that you're going to see a lot of teams right now be willing to go out and grab an unvaccinated starting quarterback because most teams don't have the need, right? You hope that all 32 have figured out that position, and I think the availability concerns, particularly as it pertains to, okay, if you start getting into some of the close contact issues within that room, within the quarterback room, can it jeopardize, even if he's not your starter, could it start to jeopardize your starter's availability? I think there's a lot of teams that have a lot of pause about that right now. Because when, when I made calls today and was texting around with people, it just seemed like there was a lot of, I don't know, I wouldn't hold your breath for him to jump onto a team, even though, I mean, look, was Cam Newton, Phenomenal last season? No. Was he in the top 20 quarterbacks? Sure. At least while he was healthy and before he had um, the COVID issues that he had then. But I, I think this year, just because of the way that it's been laid out with the protocols, and then also just because of the timing, because most people have sort of figured out what they're doing, I don't think he's going to catch on with somebody else um, really quickly.
0: Talk once again to Nora Pinciotti from the ringer. And Nora, just take it a step back, uh, looking at the entire league because you know everyone's got differing opinions on on who that surprise team will ultimately be. I've heard, you know, Denver, uh, Atlanta, Carolina, I know Sean is, is high on. Is there a team, you know, just from what you've seen during training camp, what you've heard from behind the scenes and your reporting that you are maybe a little bit higher on than most have them tabbed to be this season?
2: Well, I don't know if this fits that question just because they've been such a successful team historically and recently. I I really like, I think a lot of the concerns about New Orleans Mm. have been answered in the preseason because, okay, the two big ones, right? Who's going to play quarterback and how's that going to work out? And then two, given what's happening with Michael Thomas there, What's the receiver depth situation? And so two things happened. First of all, Jameis looks fantastic. And now I want to, want to catch that with a grain of salt because I, on our show, week in and week out, tell everybody who will listen that if the way that this works out is that truly what that guy needed was LASIK surgery and he all <laughs> turns into a more consistent, less mistake prone NFL quarterback. That will be my favorite sports story in my lifetime. Maybe <laughs> like that
3: was
2: so phenomenal and delightful. I think maybe that's a little bit of a pipe dream. Now he played twenty nine snaps in the preseason. He was absolutely lights out. Let me ask you about this: Have you ever seen Jameis Winston play twenty nine great snaps before? Sean, I have.
0: Yes. 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 Sean, Sean,
2: I, I, well, I have. Uh,
0: Nora, just to just to preface I, I think, it, Sean King here is the. Uh, the mayor of the Jameis Winston fan club. He thinks he's going to have a chance oh, to win okay. MVP in the league.
2: I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. <laughs> I do. Let's just to ground us in reality, though. Like I've seen Jameis Winston play 30 snaps of some of the best quarterback I've ever seen. What did the next 30 snaps look like? A little shakier, right? The guy can go up and down yeah he
4: that's has a bad. tendency to to be on the dramatic side i mean
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> one way to put it yeah he likes the that's late really game comeback. Game, <laughs> he likes the late game comeback. oh that is a spin zone of it. i love david and i but to that point i do think that being in in a good situation with you know somebody who's great with quarterbacks right like with sean payton He's got a really good chance of, I mean, I I don't think that Jameis is ever going to be a quarterback. Who's not somewhat volatile, right? But the high end is really, really, really good. So if he eliminates, he doesn't have to eliminate all of the mistakes, but if he eliminates some of them and, and the ratio is just skewed a little bit more towards that high end, it's my belief. And it sounds like it's yours too, Sean, that he's a really good quarterback. He's capable of being a really good NFL quarterback. Absolutely. The second piece is that the biggest the biggest other question for them was their receiver depth. And Marcus Calloway, to me, has been one of the most impressive players in the preseason and looks like, you know, look, Jameis is coming from a situation where he, he had guys like Mike Evans. I'm not saying that Marcus Calloway is going to automatically be that, but he's still sort of that type where he can take advantage of the deep ball that Jameis is so good with. And he gives them depth at a position where particularly, you know, if the Stars, some combination of not healthy and not happy with the team, they really, really, really need that. And they're always going to have They have a great offensive line. They've got Camara. They've got the great team. They've got the great coach. So they were a team where at the beginning of the preseason, I felt like, okay, on paper, it's the of course, but I have a good chunk of worries here. I feel like they're going to be pretty good. Now, challenging the Bucks is maybe a different story, but I think they're going to be really pretty good this season
0: talking once again to Nora Princiati. Nora we got a, a couple minutes all right with the good comes the bad so the team that you maybe expect maybe there's a little too much love talking about them. I've got one in mind but I'm curious uh, curious who yours is uh, a team that's gonna be getting a little too much love uh, in the in the interwebs.
2: Well you know I'm I'm a little I should give you guys this with a grain of salt. I think we have to submit our, our playoff predictions and our Super Bowl predictions and stuff in, in the next couple of days. I am pretty sure that the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl in my set of predictions. I will say, having seen them in training camp in the preseason, in the moments when they didn't have Tyreek Hill because he was banged up for a bit, I think things are a little bit more fragile there than we realize. Because that offense, now Mahomes is transcendent, and and as long as he's healthy, he always will be. But I think they are more dependent on Hill and Kelsey than necessarily meets the eye. Because particularly Hill, just because of the way that he stretches the field and and opens up space for the rest of their offense, without him, I, I was really startled by how much they struggled just to move the ball, even in the preseason. And I mean, that led to those guys playing a third preseason game for the first time since Mahomes has been a starter there because Andy Reid was just like, we don't got it. So we got to try this again a little bit. Obviously, if those guys are healthy all season, and I love what they've done with their offensive line, I think they're fine. But health is never a guarantee. And I, I just, I didn't expect to see the cracks there quite as much as I think that we have over the last month
4: that's an interesting Eval, because I think they're going to have to depend on that run game I think their upgrades in the O-line the way Jack McKinnon you know has looked in the preseason to go with a Clyde yeah. I think they're going to depend on that run game a lot more than they have in the past, last couple of years yeah
0: and the, and the pressure's pressure's certainly on them I mean they, you know, they've won a Super Bowl in the last two years but you know they want to be back they were embarrassed uh, in, the, in the Super Bowl by the Buccaneers Nora great stuff uh, big fan Good of stuff, your work Nora. and uh, appreciate it hopefully have me on again sometime
2: Sure thing. Thanks
0: guys. There she is Nora Princiati from The Ringer. Check out the podcast The Ringer NFL show as well. Yeah, that's it's an interesting take on the Kansas City Chiefs because I think everyone just kind of pencils in 13, 14 wins now It's 17 games could happen. That division's gotten better. That division's gotten right. better. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Get you caught up on what's happening on The Diamond when we return here on Vison.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
3: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
5: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
0: The nightcap here on Veasan. We're going to talk some college football top of the hour. Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge. He's sure. in town. Uh, thankfully, uh, he was able to to get out of Dodge uh, from that area and safe and sound. And uh, he is staying here in Vegas before heading over to uh, LA for or Pasadena, I should say, for the showdown between LSU and UCLA. So we'll get his thoughts on that game and all things college football coming up. At the top of the hour. Um, got, a, got a couple minutes here. Some good baseball
4: games going on. The Milwaukee Brewers, man. Depends on what side you're rooting for. Yeah, all right. Do we want yeah. to get into your Yeah, my have the Minnesota Twins tonight, and they just had the bases loaded and one out, and Oof. the guy pops up to shallow right field. For some reason, the runner tags, and is thrown out. And all of this was done on the first pitch of the reliever that just came in the game. They didn't even give him a chance to walk him. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah.
0: It's over the shoulder catch.
4: I expect more from Ta- Rocco. Tag. Rocco's from third. a former Ray. Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. Let me down so far.
0: Yeah, and that's closing out a little uh little three leg there for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. I won my big bet. Yeah, you won the rays. This was the as rays. You, as you told us, Last night, that's right. they uh, they own the Boston Red Sox. Got a little up brother. They were able to get that done. Um, the Angels right now up on the Yankees, five to two. Uh, surprised you to take that one? Nah. As the CEO of the dog pound, plus nah. one sixty
4: nine. Any team that loses to the Cubs twice, it's hard <laughs> oh, that's right. The, the Angels.
0: Yeah. I forgot. Are yeah. do the so do the Angels if they win tonight? Beat Jameson Tyon. Do they get a little respect back? No. Like the Reds are absolutely off. Absolutely not. The Reds are off your list, aren't they? Or
4: not totally? Yeah, they are. they they're in the. Yeah. You know how you have a group of guys on the bench. They're in the shower. <laughs> so when they get out the shower, they don't know. I don't know if I'm sending them home or if I'm telling them to put the uniform on and, and come be a part. So I kind of keep them over there. Angel's not even inside the stadium.
0: By the way, I, I just want to, you know, I we had been talking about it for so long. It's Obviously, we, we fill three hours of, of airspace every night. So we talk about tons of bets. We mm-hmm. don't make them all. It's impossible to do so. Right. And, you know, we talked about Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I know for a fact that at one point I said I still think Mac Jones is, is worth the bet. But I didn't make the bet, so I missed out on it. And we have been talking about, I think, since the day you arrived on the show about the Brewers. Yeah. And we've talked about them. We like them. They're not getting enough respect. And I hadn't bet them. And then today, I just said, "What? What am I doing? I'm going to kick myself if if they win the World You're Series right. and they don't do it." Um, and at this point, I'm, I'm at eight to one. I'm happy with it. And I mean, this is the reason why I'm all about the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff, a night removed from Corbin Burns, going six scoreless or six and allowing one run, striking out nine. Brandon Woodruff tonight. He's gone four and two-thirds, struck out seven, and they're leading the Giants six to nothing. If the bats can come alive in Milwaukee or stay consistent, I guess, I mean, hell, if you can get Lorenzo Cain, he hit a homer tonight. If you can get Lorenzo Cain going, Christian Yelich going, we know at the back end of the bullpen. I mean, they closed out a, a run line bet for you last night. Man,
4: I like the fact that they compete. Like, I feel like they're a really competitive baseball team. Like, The energy's always there whether it's on the road or it's home. Like I feel like they pay attention to detail. You know, their team that reminds me of the team that's going to actually win the world series with Tampa Bay Rays. But they have a lot of the same characteristics. We would just better starting pitching.
0: You know, this isn't, this isn't like Florida state, Notre Dame situation. If it's Rays Brewers, I'm just going to sit back and be happy because, oh, because yeah. we'll both be winners. Or, well, one, one of us will be a winner. But the show wins and yeah, the show will be happy because yeah. you've, you've been all over the Rays. Um, you know, I was looking at the Rays' odds today just to win the pennant, and they have the third shortest, which is, I guess, the, the reasoning behind it is they would have to play the Yankees in the ALDS we, because they have the we, best record based own, in the
4: American League. We own the Yankees.
0: So, I I guess that's why it's at plus 360. The Astros do have the biggest run differential in the American League.
4: They'll never beat us again after they were still in signals and Getting tricky with the technology a couple years back in uh-huh. the ALCS. So sweet beating those cheaters a couple yeah.
0: years ago in the World Series.
4: They'll never, we made a pack. They'll never beat us again in the playoffs.
0: So plus 380 to win the pennant. That's it. Or plus 360, I should say, for the Rays. Mm. I don't know. It, it's a, but I would say, yeah, if you're going to bet the Rays, bet them to win the World Series. That's the way I would I go. Uh, Braves leading the Dodgers right now, two to one. Maybe the uh, Brewers' first-round matchup. The Mets did come back to win today. Javier Baez scored the game-winning run. Wow, they beat the Marlins. Turn so those thumbs up. up. Well done, Mets. Good job. You beat, they came back. You beat the Mets. They're Marlins. Well done today. Sorry about the Twins. Not over. Not over yet. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Where will the Saints be playing in Week 1? We'll discuss that next. Stick around. Start planning your football contest strategy, and the Veasan Pro Football Betting Guide is the perfect way to start. Our experts here at Veasan have won major football contests around town here in Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight against the spread con- on against the spread contests. Easy for me to say, as well as those survivor pools that Sean King will be a part of. Get you the winning edge. Download the Vison NFL guide today, only nineteen ninety nine, or get Vison all-access and everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. And before we get into um, what's happening in the NFL, uh, Ozzie Albies was just carried off the field after fouling a ball off his knee. So Braves... Uh, the Braves, Ozzy Albie's. That's that's not good.
4: Yeah, they can't afford any more injuries. They've that, had quite a few. Yeah,
0: that that looked bad. So, Ozzy Albie's the second baseman for the Braves. Um, don't want to see him go. So, uh, they still lead two to one. The Braves do. In the top of the fifth inning, out at Chavez Ravine, uh, a gem being dealt right now by Brandon Woodruff. Six to nothing, Brewers leading the Giants in uh, that one. Um, Hurricane Ida, as we know, has affected obviously uh, the state of Louisiana quite a bit, mm-hmm. and with that comes the football teams that play down there. <laughs> Tulane and Oklahoma. Uh, that game was scheduled to be at Yulman Stadium on Saturday at 11 Central. It'll now be played at in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, and that game now the, the the spread has moved to 31 and a half, 32. Yeah, like four or five points. Um. LSU and UCLA, always scheduled to be at UCLA, but uh, LSU has moved their shop to, uh, I believe, Houston. Uh, They're at NRG Stadium. They're Mm -hmm. practicing there. And then the New Orleans Saints, in one of the biggest and highly anticipated week one games with the Green Bay Packers coming to town, Sean, uh, that game has been moved. We don't know where. The assumption and thought is it will be Jerry World, AT&T Stadium. Uh, It sounds like they're in Houston. Um, I guess there are other options there. They they could play at TCU or SMU. My guess is they'll find a way to get to Jerry's World. They're, you know, Cowboys are on the road week one uh, against the Buccaneers. I know Aaron Oster mentioned there's some sort of concert there, uh, you know, later in the week. But for the Saints, taking on the Packers, I I felt like, and I said on the show, Sean, when this number was sitting at three, Saints a three point home dog, I felt like this was gonna be the one of the most public bet sides in the Packers. I thought the public would love the Packers at that juicy number of three. Now we don't know where this game's going to be played. Likely in in Arlington, uh, at at Jerry's World. Here at Circuit, it's sitting four, DraftKings four and a half, Sean. What do you make of this game now? I know you're very high on the Saints. How much does this affect them? Because huge. Because it's huge. I mean, you've played at the Superdome. Yeah, it's I mean, huge. That's one of
4: the most. Because they have such a great and rabid and knowledgeable home fan base. They know when to be loud. They know how long to be loud. They know when the team needs energy. Like I don't know if you've ever been to a game there, like a Saints game, but I, mean, I have not. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like the football IQ of that fan base is unbelievable. Because being loud when your team has the ball isn't smart, you know. Short yardage situation, you being loud. I don't care how big a play it is in the game, it's not smart. They know when to be loud, and it gets loud, and that's a big loss for the Saints.
0: You think about, you know, the Saints, Jameis Winston, everything incorporated with that game, and you've got the crowd on your side didn't have really. Well, no one had crowds last year. I mean, they might have had some people. I can't remember if they had any, or I think they had some in the stadium. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that place. You've been there. You've yeah. witnessed it. It gets loud. Big games. There's there's almost no better atmosphere in the NFL. And when you're hosting the Green Bay Packers and the reigning NFL MVP, and you're getting three points, that would be a spot where I would look to play. I the actually Saints. was
4: going to play the Saints on the money line. Yeah, just I'm, because the ones in Green Bay haven't played the entire preseason, and for your first, and I don't care how much experience you have, for you guys to get out there the first time, and have to endure the noise that's in the—I think it's Mercedes Benz now, just called the Superdome. Yeah, to be safe, it's different. Even if it doesn't bother Rodgers, does it bother your receivers and the communication, the checks to your O line? You know, can you hear them clearly? Like there's a lot of things that I thought could. Could play up, you know, in a game. I thought it was a fifty-fifty game to believe with, but I begin with, because I'm a big believer in Sean Payton, and of course, our listeners, you know, and our viewers know how I feel about Jameis Winston. Sure, you know, huge supporter. I think he's going to have an MVP caliber season. And now this changes it, and you just don't know from a crowd standpoint. First of all, who can afford to travel, and who's even capable of traveling? You know, of course have friends. You know, they're still in the New Orleans area. They just got power back on th- uh, this afternoon. Mm. And that's just some parts of the city. So how do people rebound? What do people lose? You know, so now you don't even know what that crowd's going to look like. You know, so it's now it's more of a neutral site. Well, it is a neutral site. Would game, you it's more of a neutral feel, Green Bay, when they were at a huge disadvantage as the road team.
0: Yeah. And now if it is a neutral site and it's four, which it is right now at Circa, would that be look to play the Packers or would that be a stay away situation? I just stay
4: away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I stay away from it. Um uh, you know, it's a lot of games every Sunday. Yeah, you don't have, don't to, bet have to bet them it. all. You don't have to bet them all. You know, just kind of find the one that you feel real strongly about, or if it's multiple games you feel real strongly about, it. enroll and sit down and get some popcorn and some hydration utensils and enjoy. You enjoy know, Enjoy the Sunday.
0: And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but let's just go back to the, uh, the two teams that were affected on the collegiate side. Uh, and that's... Actually, I want to stay with the Saints because now looking ahead... Sean Payton has said they're going to plan accordingly for the first quarter of the season. There's a chance, Sean, mm-hmm. that their week four game against the Giants is also going to be at a neutral site. So, I mean, for the, for the New Orleans Saints, because remember, that 17th game is an AFC home game. So there's the potential right now, if week four, which is a Sunday afternoon game against the Giants, there's a chance that they don't get a home game, Sean, until week eight against the Buccaneers. Now, hopefully, they can get back in and and get things rolling for week four. But, man, that is such a disadvantage, potentially, for the New Orleans Saints if they don't get back to play in their incredible home crowd until the Buccaneers in week eight.
4: Huge inconvenience, too. Even if you're not playing at home, the fact that you're not even standing and living in New Orleans. You're basically living at a hotel. You're away from your family. Like... A lot of things go along with something like this. So hopefully everything's okay. Then get back in the city and get things back to usual.
0: Yesterday, we took a look at who will make the NFC playoffs. Today, you guessed it, we'll do the AFC playoffs. Any intriguing odds there? We'll discuss that on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on v helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on Vison That's Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I am Tim Murray and uh, Sean, let's turn our attention. Yesterday we talked a little bit about the NFC playoffs with the odds, the yes-no prop out there uh, at DraftKings. If there were some intriguing plus money to be had, whether it was on the no side or the yes side. And let's take a look at the AFC. Uh, we had Nora Princiati on from the ringer and she didn't say that the chiefs would miss the playoffs, but she said, maybe they take a little bit of a step back. You are the CEO of the dog pound. You love you some plus money mm. plus 600 that the chiefs miss the playoffs.
4: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I get what she's saying. She makes some and, valid points. And by the way, just, I guess Chiefs fans would say that probably applies to the majority of teams if they use their best receiver. You know, with Tyreek Hill, you know, as their best receiver, there's gonna be some adjustments that have to be made. I I just don't see a scenario where they don't make the playoffs. I can see a scenario where they don't make it to the AFC Championship game. Sure, but they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely
0: be. And by the way, I'm not Nora Pinciotti Did not she said she'll probably still pick the Chiefs into go to play in the Super Bowl. Right, Uh, but she said yeah, maybe they take a little bit of a of a step back. Okay, let's let's go a little bit further down. Bills, Ravens, Browns, next three biggest no plus price. Bills at plus two seventy five, Ravens at plus two twenty five, and the Browns at plus one seventy five. Ravens. I'm I'm with you too. Yeah, There's something, I mean, and it's not all based on the J.K. Dobbins loss. It hurts the depth at running back is question mark, but, you know, talking to Ken Wyman last night, I went out and bet the Browns to win the division yesterday yeah, at plus I like 150. Cleveland. I like Cleveland. They're well coached as I mean, both teams are well coached. Harbaugh's a great coach. He's had tons of success. I, I just, I have a I I question Sean the weapons Lamar Jackson has to throw to. Because, you know, Mark Andrews is a solid tight end. Mm-hmm. Probably top five, seven, whatever. Yeah, he's, solid. he's solid. Wide receivers, it's just a massive question mark. Sammy Watkins is old, older. I do not say he's old. But he's an older wide receiver. He's had health issues. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown has the potential to be really good, but he's always kind of nicked up. I mean, going down the, the list of injuries that Ken talked about, It makes me a bit nervous and hesitant about the Ravens. Uh, So if I had to pick one of those three to miss the playoffs, Bills, Ravens, and Browns, I would probably pick the Ravens at plus 225 to miss the postseason.
4: I wouldn't argue with that. I just... They're almost like Seattle. You know, every year it's like we find things wrong with them and... Then they make it. Then they're in the playoffs. Like, So it's like, I agree with everything you said. But then there's another part of me that's like... It's Harbaugh. It's and they'll Lamar. probably
0: still be there. Yeah.
4: They'll, they'll they'll be in the playoffs.
0: But of those three, the most likely
4: based yeah. on what's transpired since last year. Right. Yes, I think it's Baltimore. And you lose you, you you trade your right tackle. They've made the fewest amount of upgrades and improvements to their ball club.
0: Right. You could say that they, you know, their offensive line took a downgrade, right? Because you you lost Orlando Brown. You traded him away for a first round pick. Um, you know, whether you believe Alejandro Villanueva can step in and be as productive. I don't think he can, but, you know, Ronnie Stanley's back from injury, which is huge mm-hmm. to get him at the left side. I think long-term, that was probably the right move for the Ravens to make because you don't want to pay your right tackle, elite tackle money in Orlando Brown. Um, defense is always solid there. Um, yeah, I think, though I mean, once again, I think the Ravens will be probably a playoff team, but I think the Browns win this division. I bet it last night at plus 150. And, um... So if I had to make a pick between Bills, Ravens, and, and Browns to miss, I would probably say the Ravens. Yeah,
4: I love what Cleveland's doing offensively. And I know it's just a preseason, but that offensive line is moving grown men out of places that they're trying to occupy. And I, that's a beautiful thing to, to watch.
0: And I know we're, we're kind of diving deep on these, these playoff odds, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Because he, he took a step forward last year. He's got so many weapons at his disposal now with Landry, with Beckham, obviously. Uh, they went out, they got the uh, the kid from Auburn, uh, Anthony Schwartz, in the mm-hmm. third round. I think both you and I were pretty high on uh, what they did in the draft. They got Greg Newsome uh, that you're a big fan of at a Northwestern. Yep. Uh, they got Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, who in the preseason was making plays all over the field. Uh, Notre Dame linebacker. They did and, a lot. And they've still got Miles Garrett. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of questions, rightfully so, on Jadevian Clowney, whether he can ever get back to the production level that he had once upon a time. He's extra cheese. But you look at the offensive line that you mentioned, David Njoku at tight end, the running head, uh, the running back, two-headed monster of Chubb and Hunt. They got weapons everywhere, Sean. So, Baker Mayfield, do you believe in Baker Mayfield? They went eleven and five last year. I was listening to uh, Gill's podcast, um, and he had Aaron Schatz on, who's big into analytics, football outsiders. He said the Cleveland Browns were one of the worst eleven and five teams in the history of, of the NFL last year, just based on uh, you know you look at the numbers and, and all of that. But they got blown out a couple times. Do you believe in Baker Mayfield from what you see, what you have seen? Do you believe in Baker Mayfield to take this team to the next level, win the division, get deep into the postseason? Because I know you're hesitant. There's that gasp, right? I I know there's some hesitancy on Baker Mayfield.
4: And it's not because I don't believe or I think he won't improve. It was a frustrated feeling that came over me because I didn't get to see enough of him in the preseason to really form a strong opinion one way or another. Only played the third preseason game. I was pulling up his numbers here. Went 6 of 10 for 113 yards and a touchdown. All good, but the Falcons weren't playing their starters. So, you know, I didn't get a chance to really see Baker under duress, have to make throws, off balance, different arm angles. So a lot of things I was looking for, the little nuances that I kind of pick up that I didn't get a chance to actually form an evaluation for because he did not play the majority of the preseason. So I'm going to withhold an answer. Mm-hmm. From your question until, let's just say, the first two games, and good or bad, I'll I'll have a better idea. But I just didn't see enough of him to know.
0: And the biggest thing for me last year was the turnovers. I mean, he cut down from year two when Freddie was running things there. Great coach. (laughs) <laughs> I used to call him Freddy Mustard Kitchens. He looked like a guy who would have mustard stain on his shirt. Kitch! Um, but he cut down his turnovers by 13. He, he threw 13 less interceptions last year. So if, if you're trending in that direction, um, you know the completion percentage uh, was up about 3% from the year prior. Mm-hmm. If he's going to continue to go that way, year four, uh, yeah, I like the Browns. I think they. I think they win this division. We'll, All right, we'll find out soon. Let's uh, let's get into some plus money to make the playoffs. Some uh, some folks, some teams, a little bit down. Um, nothing too outrageous. I mean, you know, I like the Broncos, and I like the Patriots too. I think Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Browns. I think one of the two Titans and Colts make it because it's the division. I don't think the Chargers make it. I think the Pats and the Broncos both make it. So, that's my seven: Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Browns, AFC South winner, and Patriots and Broncos. So, Broncos at plus 135, Patriots at plus
4: 110. There you go. You agree? No. Okay. <laughs> so, who is your... I, don't, I just don't agree because I don't think that's a lot of value.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying that's where I am. Yeah. I, I don't think... I'm not disagreeing playing with... Playing bets those like the, that?
4: Those are the playoff teams. I'm just... There's a lot of prop bets out there. You know, for someone like me that's new into the actual prop betting portion, sure. you know, I wouldn't look for – I'm not looking for plus 135. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for –
0: And I, I would say this – gold
4: at the end of the rainbow type.
0: I would rather do what I did last night, which is, yes, a little bit – you have to, you know, eat the juice a little bit more, minus 120. I'd rather play Broncos over 8.5 mm. than make the playoffs because I get the nine wins – not guaranteed a playoff spot, but I'm I get my money. Right. I win my bet. So I would go that way. Uh let's just look at the AFC South because I think this is interesting. You know, the Titans and the Colts. Um Colts once again just they they can't get out of their own way, right? Carson Wentz now in COVID protocol, uh still dealing with the foot issue. Is he gonna be ready for week one? Prior to everything unfolding with the injuries to Quentin Nelson and uh, and Carson Wentz, um, the COVID situations with Eric Fisher and Quentin Nelson, and now Carson Wentz, I like the Colts to win this division. I thought they were a better roster. I thought the loss of Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator for the Titans, was big. Going to the Falcons to be their head coach. Um, they lost some key pieces defensively, but right now with everything going on, and I like Frank Wright quite a bit. I think he's a really good coach, but with everything going on, Sean, I mean, I wouldn't bet it at minus minus one fifteen. I do have a Titans ticket at plus one Oh five, but I, I want to take the Colts. I want to be contrarian because I feel like everyone's picking the Titans, but it's hard right now with everything that's been going on this training camp.
4: I'm like, the Titans are a dark horse Super Bowl winner. You really. like, I was reading right. about. Like, I like the Titans. So, so before we hit a break, in the VEASAN football
0: betting guide, you wrote up the Titans. You love the Titans. Yes. So, they're tell my, us, give us your spiel on the they're Titans. They're a dark
4: horse to, like, represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'd, like, I'd, I just I'd appreciate that. I think Ryan Tannehill Hill gets a chance to be more complete quarterback this year because I think they are going to have some be some adjustments to the system because, as you mentioned, Arthur Smith is now the head coach of the Falcons, which I think they needed. And they need to diversify that offense a little more. It's hard in the playoffs if you're that one-dimensional, you know, to put up, you know, a lot of points. So I think you're going to see a better Titans team than we've seen the last couple of years. Defense couldn't help but get better. I think they're a lot closer to two years ago than they were in the COVID season. I'm bullish on Tennessee.
0: Well, you're bullish on Tennessee. That makes me feel better about my bet for them to win the AFC South. Hopefully it comes home. We'll switch our gears to college football. Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge in studio next right here on the Nightcap. At Bed
1: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
5: I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to… has anyone
3: seen the bride and groom?